as a manager, once you know your team's uh, strengths, you can definitely approach them if you need a something specific that may be one of your lesser talents. Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. Welcome to Status Go. I'm your host, Jeff Tunn. Before we dive into our episode today, I have a favor to ask. If you enjoy the Status Go podcast, whether you are a frequent listener or this is the first time you have listened to us, tell a friend, send them a link or post in social media. Let others know about us. We appreciate it. Today, we have a captivating discussion lined up for you. We're diving deep into the world of Clifton Strengths from Gallup, a powerful tool for personal and professional development. But why should you care? And what's the value in knowing your strengths? Picture this. You're working on a complex IT project, navigating the ever-evolving tech landscape. Maybe AI is involved. Maybe Internet of Things. And you're juggling countless tasks and responsibilities. In such a dynamic field in which we work, knowing your strengths becomes your secret weapon. It's like having a roadmap to your own unique capabilities. But it doesn't stop there. StrengthsFinders also helps you delve into the power of team dynamics. Knowing your team's strengths brings a new level of synergy to the table. It's about creating a well-rounded and harmonious group where each member's talents complement one another. Think about that. In this fast-paced world of IT, Collaboration is key. When you understand your team's strengths, you can assign tasks strategically, leverage the expertise, and foster a culture of trust and support. It's a recipe not just for meeting deadlines, but exceeding expectations. And here's the real kicker. The value of your team knowing each other's strengths. It's like unlocking the superpowers of your colleagues. When everyone understands the unique contributions each member brings to the table, communication improves, conflicts decrease, and innovation soars. So whether you're a seasoned IT pro or just starting your journey in the tech world, understanding your strengths and those of your team can be a game changer. It's a tool that empowers you to thrive individually and elevate your team's performance and ultimately drive success in the competitive landscape of IT. Today, we have a very special guest, Zaida Manel, who is an expert in the strengths finders from Gallup. She'll be sharing her insights, experience, and practical tips on how you can leverage this tool to your advantage. So stay tuned, grab a notepad, and get ready to unlock your full potential in the world of IT. Now, I am thrilled to introduce to you a dear, dear friend of mine, Zaida Monell. Zaida and I have known each other for many years. We've worked closely together, and I want to welcome her, welcome you, Zaida, to Status Go. Hello, and thank you for having me. 
Zyda, I've had the pleasure of knowing you and working with you side by side for many years. I was, uh, as our listeners know, uh, I was CIO of Goodwill here in central Indiana. Uh, Zyda was the VP of HR. We worked together to drive a lot of organizational change. Uh, and I know I stole a little bit of your introduction, Zyda, but I was really excited about having you on the show. Would you mind sharing just a little bit about your career journey? Sure. So I have been an HR professional for 35 years now. Started back in my home of Puerto Rico and there mostly manufacturing. Excuse me. When I moved to the U.S., I worked for Red Gold and I also uh, worked for Goodwill for almost 20 years. Which is where we met. So exactly, and and I know coaching has always been important to you. Even even in your goodwill days, I know you valued that coaching aspect of management and leadership a great deal. And in fact, you helped many of us uh, adapt a coaching perspective uh, to our leadership. And now you've launched a, a business around. Uh, Clifton Strengths from Gallup. Uh, and for our listeners, let's start there. Can you describe a, a little bit about what Strength Finders is, kind of the background on it? Sure. So it's an assessment that lets you know <clears throat> the presence of talents that they have uh, through a lot of uh, surveys and a lot of uh, research put together. So once you take the assessment, you get a report that tells you, depending on how deep you want to go, you can get your top five strengths or you could get your whole 34. And what that tells you is how strong is that talent in terms of your personality and how you think, how you behave, and how you feel. And once you know that, I loved how you said it, that it would be a superpower because then you can really hone in and continue developing your strengths. I want to make one one thing very clear. It's not that we're ignoring our weaknesses. It is that because of the research that they have done um, through the more than four decades, and I don't even remember how many countries, They have determined that if you work with your strengths or within your strengths, your performance will be a lot higher than if you spend the same amount of time and energy working on your weaknesses. So weaknesses, you need to be aware of them. It's not that you're ignoring them completely, but you would have better performance and a lot of satisfaction if you really focus on your strengths. I love that you added that that in there because I was going to ask you about the the weaknesses side of the equation uh, because uh, I think understanding your weaknesses are important as you say uh, and sometimes sometimes it behooves us uh, to work on our weaknesses to improve them. Uh, I always love to tell the story that uh, you know 20 years ago I would have said public speaking was a weakness of mine. Uh, and now I make my living by doing that. <laughs> so sure. uh, I'm not saying if you spend some time on a weakness, it's going to become one of your strengths. But 
uh, it is important. And I think it was I think it was Peter Drucker uh, who said something to the effect of uh, maximize your strengths, work within your area of strength. Uh, and uh, you and I both shared a common boss who used to say, maximize your strengths to make your weaknesses irrelevant. So um, right. uh, we, and, and uh, StrengthsFinder is also, it, it has a book that goes along with it, right? That talks a little bit about it. Is that still the case? Yes, it is. Uh, it has been rebranded. It used to be StrengthsFinder. And uh, Don Clifton, who was the inventor of the survey, passed away, unfortunately, a couple of years ago. And they rebranded it Clifton Strengths to honor his, uh, his participation in this. I should start using that. It's hard. You know, old habits. It is very difficult. Yeah. Hard, hard, hard to change. So if I if I if I read the book and I take the assessment and spoiler alert to our audience, I have taken the assessment. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But what is it? What is it going to tell me? I take the time. I do this survey. I think it was 30, maybe 45 minutes. I can't remember mm -hmm. now. But what will it tell me? Well, first of all, I would recommend that you take the assessment and don't read the book prior to. Ah, that okay. way, when you answer the questions, you're going to go with your gut feelings and you're not going to overthink it because these are patterns that are recurring in your life. So the reason why, for example, your top one, if I intellection, right? And we're going to talk a little bit about that. I took some notes from, from my, my uh, information here at Gallup. Uh, that is something that describes you. But if, for example, let's take myself as an example, strategic thinking is not on my top five. Mm -hmm. And while I am a VP, I'm thinking, oops, what should I do now? Because, you know, when I took it for the first time many, many years ago, it wasn't there. Well, there are ways for you to, A, you can surround yourself with people that are strategic and then they can help you with that. But then there are other ways that through the combination of your strengths, you can also get to that goal. So the reason why I invite you not to read the book first is so that you would be very honest and authentic when you are answering the assessment. But once you do, like, you know, you get this report. And as a coach, one of the things that I ask people after they had gone through the report highlight those things that resonate with you, those statements that really describe you. And on the flip side, also highlight with a different color, those that do not. And let's have a conversation about that. Yeah. I have had some people that go, well, in my line of work, I really should have empathy at the top of my list. Well, the question is, why do you think that? Because maybe through the use of other strengths, you are showing up as you need to for your role. Ah, so, ah. So, so those are some of the things that we need to think about when we're coaching uh, around strength. As an individual, uh, why would I want to take this assessment? What's, what's the, the, the old adage, what's in it for me, right? Uh, well, what so things am I going to gain from it? You are going to get a better understanding of 
what are your abilities? Because those abilities are the ones that help you provide consistently a high performance. And at work, it is very important for you to know, okay, these are my strengths. This is what I can rely on. So as an individual, as an individual, you would have a deeper understanding of who you are and how you show up. The magic comes when you then know the people that work with you, how you can leverage those, how I know what yours are. So for example, going back to intellection, which is your, your number one, right? If, if mm -hmm. I may, yeah. I'll, I'll give our audience a little bit of a snippet of what that means. So people with intellection are characterized by their intellectual activity. They are introspective and they appreciate intellectual discussions. They have depth of understanding and wisdom. They love to read and analyze things and they like to think and reflect. So when we were uh, colleagues, if I had been in need for this kind of activity, for this kind of, of uh, things that needed to do with introspection, I am not a very introspective person. So I could go with you and say, hey, Jeff, you know what? I need your introspection here for this particular task, uh, yeah, for this particular yeah. project. So in the same way, as a manager, once you know your team's uh, strengths, you can definitely approach them if you need a something specific that may be one of your lesser talents. In, in your practice, Zaida, you like to focus on teams rather than individuals. And after our break in a few minutes, I'm going to have you focus on me as an individual. But when, when you're doing your team, talk, talk us through that process a little bit. How does that work? Mm -hmm. uh, what's your process like in working with a team? And then what have you seen? What are the results? How does it help a team? Well, I have seen this work many, many times. The first one was while I was still at Goodwill and our team in HR grew to 22 people. So we had everybody go through the assessment and then we mapped out everybody's top five. And the top five are really, you know, your, your sweet spot. That's where you thrive without even thinking about it. So for example, I guess it would not be any surprise that my top strength is woo, which stands for winning others over. So I thrive getting to know people, getting them, getting them to uh, feel connected, feel engaged, feel that they belong. So I personally, I use that throughout my career in HR and I'm using it even more now. So once I mapped out those 22 people, their top five, I, it, could, it was very easy for me to see who I needed to go to for a specific whatever it was, right? Yeah. You remember yeah. when, we were, um, when we went from paper files to using Workday? You remember that? Yes. I do remember that. That was a heck yeah. of a project. Yeah, so some people in my team were more inclined for that work because of their strengths. Ah, Another yeah. example uh, was when we, uh, when Goodwill of Central Indiana merged with Goodwill of Southern Indiana. 
the the skills needed for that particular project were very different from implementing Workday. So again, I went back to the map and I thought, okay, when it comes to uh, making sure that the employees that are currently in Southern Indiana feel that they belong, feel that they are being heard, I need somebody with connectedness, for example. So I went to the map and sure enough, I had somebody there. So you begin to involve them in a deeper way and they really appreciate it because they are also going to be enjoying that particular project or that particular task because it it speaks to their strengths. I also did it with a couple of other teams within Goodwill. I did it with the accounting team. I did it with the IT yep. team. And I did it with the with the school, the Metropolitan, the Indianapolis Metropolitan High School. But after I have left, after leaving Goodwill, I have done it with a couple of teams. And again, there are so many activities that you can do to hone in the different aspects of the strength. So, for example, they start with enhancing self-awareness. Part of working with uh, Clifton Strengths is really everybody developing an understanding of what strengths are, but also creating a common language that they can use. So we start there. Another step is developing partnerships. So let's say two people in your team or three need to have a better relationship. We can help them with that. There's activities that uh, allow for that. Building strengths-based teams. Again, when everybody knows their weak, uh, I'm sorry, their strengths and they know what they mean, they are in a better position to have conversations about them. And then the last one, which I think it's the most important that probably most of our of your audience are going to be interested in is improving performance. Because at the end of the day, oh, yeah. Yeah. that's the bottom line here is using your strength to improve performance. I, I love those examples, Zaida, because it really uh, it's it's important for a manager or leader of a team to know the strengths and weaknesses of his or her team, but it's also important for the individual team members to know each other. Uh, so, and, and those, those examples bring that out. Now we're gonna pause right here for a word from InterVision. Our listeners know that InterVision is the publisher of the Status Go podcast. And when we come back after break, Zyda is gonna coach me based on my strengths. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Here's a word from InterVision. Unlock the power of more with InterVision Systems. We provide the cutting-edge technology and expert guidance you need to take your business to the next level. Don't settle for less. Choose InterVision Systems and discover what's possible. Contact us now to learn more. And if you do want to learn more, visit intervision.com. There you'll find a, a lot of information about their strengths and how they can align with your team uh, to build your future together. Now, before break, uh, I mentioned that uh, I was going to have Zyda talk to me about my strengths and weaknesses, well, predominantly my strengths. Uh, so I retook the Clifton Strengths Finder, 
And the strengths that showed up for me, I would not, uh, honestly, I, I don't know that I would have picked these out of a list uh, when, when thinking about me and my strengths. But here's what, here's what came to the top for me. Intellection, achiever, context, learner, and responsibility. So before we dive into those, Zyda, Clifton strengths, how often should someone take them? How often does it change? Well, I don't know that there's a rule for that. Me personally, I have taken it three times and I keep four strengths, always show up at the top five, and there's one that recycles. And Ooh. I went back to the to the years and I went back to what was going on in my life while I was taking it. And it made, it made a lot of sense that I would switch one and get another one. The first time that happened, I was going through my master's degree. And I had input, and I don't have input anymore. And I think at the time, I was getting all that information, getting all, all the knowledge and the wisdom from my professors where I was going through the program. So I think at that point, that made a lot of sense because I really needed that. Now, um, there's people that just take it once and they go with that. Um, it, it really, there's there's not a fast rule for that. But if okay. you if you feel like, let's say you're in a new position, in a new role, you are working in a specific project that may require for you to be even more aware of what you bring to the table, then it wouldn't be a bad idea to retake it. Yeah, I wish uh, when I was reading the results of this, I wish I had had the previous time or times that I've, I've taken it. I just, I've not been able to put my, uh, my fingers on it because I would love to see if there was anything common or, or uh, if it was just all totally different uh, because I'm probably, well, not probably, I am in a much different place uh, in life now than I was probably, what, 15 years ago when I took this for the first time, uh, maybe even longer ago than that. Uh, so a, a lot has changed in, in life. Well, I want you to pretend for a minute I'm your client. Uh, okay. And I've, I've just taken the assessment uh, and sent you uh, the results or through the system, maybe you are able to see the results uh, and you see these these five strengths. What is what is our first conversation look like uh, after this assessment? So our first conversation would be for you to go through the report and maybe we do it together Um and you highlight those things that resonate with you, like I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. Then after that, we talk about, okay, maybe it's a good idea for you to share your report with somebody that knows you well. It could be a friend, it could be a spouse, it could be your supervisor, and have them do the same so that you begin to internalize and to have a deeper understanding. And it's not that the language of strengths is that different from the language that we use in business, but it's a different way of looking at things. Now, I have to tell you, when I read your top five, it, it, it gave, me, gave me a sense of what you are doing right now. So when I read context, 
right? Enjoying thinking about the past. They, they <laughs> understand the present by researching history. And what you do around your Lewis and Clark uh, leadership <laughs> training, I when I saw that, I went, well, of course that's him, you know? Yeah, so yeah. it's there may be things in there that do not necessarily resonate with you, but I think it's about, okay, I this is what I am, yay or nay, and, you know, you just accept the fact that these are the talents that have been ingrained in you or developed in you because of the experiences that you have had up until now. So we would, we would spend some time there. So Gallup divides the coaching in three areas, uh -huh. name it, claim it, and aim it. So naming it is just getting comfortable with the language, the lingo, what does it mean? For example, the first time I saw woo, English being my second language, I thought, what does that mean? So yeah, I have to go yeah. back to the book and I go, oh, okay, well, sure. I love meeting people. I have never met a stranger. My kids will tell you that I could talk to walls and sometimes I do. So, you know, it, it's really the naming it is making it part of you, making it your own. Mm -hmm. Then claim it is more like, okay, how can I use my strengths to get to where I need to go? And that takes you right into aiming it because aiming it is, that's the goal. How am I going to get there? Yeah. Another thing that they mentioned, which is pretty cool, and I don't have it right here in front of me, but it's also the pairing of the uh, strengths. So, for example, um, when you send me your information, uh, I, I thought this was interesting. It said you are one in 33 million. These are the odds that someone has the same top, top five strengths as you in the exact same order, one yeah. in 33 million. Now, when you have intellection with Achiever, which is your second one, that creates a different, uh, a different way of looking at things, different from if you had intellection with something else. Does that make sense? Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. there's uh, there's a way for coaches to show and and share that with their coachee so that they have even a deeper understanding about what what is it what it is that they bring to the table. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot here a, a little bit and and mm -hmm. go off script and I can see the fear in your eyes right now. Uh, so. <laughs> Um, when I read those five, I don't know if you interpret them this way or not, but to me, it highlights uh, introvert. Uh, I'm in a, I am at heart an introvert. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and so when I think intellection, uh, achiever, context, learner, responsibility, uh, it's almost like bookworm in the back, right? Uh, studying right. this. Plus, you, you, you layer in context and my love for history, which makes me a geek anyway. Um, it, uh, but I'm a leader of people. So if I'm a leader of people, yet my top five strengths seem to point me as an introvert, how would you coach me to 
come out of my shell a little bit, maybe is the right word, mm -hmm. uh, to lead a team? Great question. So Gallup, uh, their statement around that is this. You don't need to have, you don't, you're never going to be able to have every strength at the top, right? Yeah. So they, they uh, coach you to help you understand how can you use your current top five or top 10 to get there? Now, one way could be for you to pair yourself with somebody with woo, for example, right? Uh -huh. Somebody with connectedness, somebody with empathy. Have conversations with them and try to understand how can I use a little bit of that? Uh -huh. In the example that I gave you before about strategic thinking, as you know, we had a couple of very strategic people within our team. So you go to them and you go, okay, I am putting together the strategic plan for the, the next five years for our department. Help me out thinking through the future, considering possibilities, and just plain and simple, being strategic. Now, the important thing about that is that once you ask someone for their help with that, you need to be, you need to trust them and you need to let them go, right? You should not be putting any constraints because then, you know, you're not going to get what you need and what you asked for. If, if, uh, if you were working with my team, say, uh, right mm -hmm. now my team is myself and my cat, but, uh, I'm talking about when I actually had a team, uh, years uh -huh. ago, um, and, and I, as their leader, have these five strengths. How would you, what would you coach one of my team members who maybe isn't feeling as connected with me as mm -hmm. uh, they want to be? How would you advise them to work with me uh, to uh, improve our relationship? So the, I would start with everybody understanding everybody else's strength. So not That's make it one-on-one, -on -one, make it group. Well, you could, I would start with the whole group, right? Okay. Because okay. it would it would be very beneficial for you as a leader, but also for them as your team. And sometimes leaders are a little bit afraid of being uh, a little bit, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Vulnerable, um, transparent. Vulnerable, thank uh -huh. you, vulnerable. Well, to me, this is all about trust, right? It's all about being authentic and genuine. This is who I am. My top five are woo, positivity, communication, learner, which we share, and maximizer. Okay. Understanding, let's take maximizer for a minute. That's my uh, number five. Maximizers are people who find this and are looking for ways to make it better. Now, I, when I think about that, I think of my father, who was an industrial engineer, and continuous improvement was everything for him. I was socialized like that. So I internalized that at a very early age. So I'm always looking for making things better. So if you report to me and you may find that I am a little bit critical or that I'm lo always looking for how to make it better, understanding that Maximizer is one of my top five 
you would go, okay, well, this is who she is, right? Now, let's say using that same example that I was not very empathetic when I was asking you to find better ways of doing something. Well, that's where the conversation needs to be, yeah. right? Yeah. Because yeah. understanding that maximizer is one of my strengths, but maybe empathy may not be one. Maybe we could have a conversation of saying, you know, I appreciate the fact that you are uh, wanting for me to be a better employee. It's just the way that you are bringing that to me, right? And that's, yeah. I think, that's that's what I said. That's I think that's where the magic happens when people are in a relationship of, of trust and they feel safe that they can have those conversations. But if you didn't know that about me, you wouldn't even know where to start. You wouldn't have necessarily the the terminology or the language to have the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Well, Zaida, thank you for uh, indulging me a little bit and, and going through my strengths. I wanted to give uh, our listeners the sense of what what this might feel like. And I know we've, we only spoke for a few minutes uh, about it, but wanted to really get them that realistic picture because I think this is such a valuable exercise to go through. Uh, whenever I'm coaching someone, I always, I love to start with, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Uh, mm-hmm. and, and how can we leverage those to, to achieve the goals that you're trying to achieve? And so I think uh, this, uh, this practice area that you have gone into uh, in recent years is just so vitally important for for leaders to understand themselves, as well as emerging leaders, and as well as the the, the team members. You have to understand your strengths, the strengths mm-hmm. of those around you. It's the way that you build high-performing teams. Now, I know I warned you about this. Uh, uh, our final question for, uh, for everybody that's a guest on, on our show is about action. And I know uh, you are also about action, Zaida, having worked side by side uh, for so many years. What are one or two things that our listeners should go do tomorrow because they listen to our conversation today about Clifton Strengths? They could go into the Gallup website and they could pay to take the assessment uh, Gallup has a directory of strengths certified coaches, and I am one of those. But there's many uh, across the well across the world because they have they have uh, certified coaches in almost every country. the 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 task of the coach is really to guide you through getting the most that you can get out of this, right? You could buy the book and you could, could read the book. And there's uh, in the book, there's uh, portions there. You know, if you're dealing with somebody who's high on woo, for example, and it gives you some ideas of how to interact with them. So that's kind of where I would start. You could also hire me and I could help you not only individually, but also with your team. And uh, there's many different ways that we can do that. I have, uh, I've done it plenty of times, so I have uh, different ways that we can go about it. Well, and I, I love both of those uh, because uh, I highly recommend uh, hiring Zyda, but also uh, taking the taking the assessment 
Uh, and then once you have it, uh, I think having a coach uh, is vitally important for uh, professionals as they grow in their career. Uh, I've, I've said all, uh, all along for years that I would not be in the place I am today without my executive coach. Uh, uh, and you know him well, as well as I did, Dr. Dan Miller. Uh, so having that coach that you can connect with and help you make sense of things and, and I think personalize uh, mm-hmm. the results, right? Uh, uh, Clifton Strengths does a great job of personalizing it to an extent, but they don't know you like a coach gets to know you. Uh, so great, great uh, 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 examples of actions. Do you have a, a, an idea of the cost? What's a ballpark of the cost of just going to the Gallup site uh, and doing it, doing the assessment? Do you know? I do not know, but that yeah, is something so, that we can check immediately. Well, I, I can, we can put a link to the website in the show notes. Mm-hmm. I just thought if you knew off the top of your head, uh, I, uh, and I should have looked beforehand as well. So no big well, deal. Well, something I could, I could say, if you buy the book, if you buy it in, on Amazon, for example, or somewhere else, make sure that it's new. Because at the end of the book, there's a code and you can use that code to take the assessment. So that's one way of doing it. But make sure that the book is new because if somebody has opened and seen the code, you're not going to be able to use it again. So yeah. that's something to, to be aware of. That's a great way of doing it. Just uh, just buy the book because you'll want to you'll want to read it after you take the assessment, as Zaya right. said. Zaida, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I knew this time would fly by, uh, and I really appreciate you uh, role-playing with me a little bit as my coach. Uh, I know that's not always uh, always easy, uh, but I appreciate you playing along with my role-play here for a little bit. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. This is near and dear to my heart, and I hope your audience get gets as much out of it as, as I did. To our listeners, if you have a question or want to learn more, be sure to visit intervision.com. The show notes will provide links and contact information. We'll be sure to include a link to the book uh, as well as to Gallup's website where you can find out more information. And of course, we will have contact information for Zyda and how you might engage with her. If you're interested in continuing this discussion, uh, look for the Status Go podcast group on LinkedIn. There we, we have conversation about recent episodes. Uh, you can ask questions. You can express your opinions uh, and uh, invite others. This is Jeff Tun for Zyda Manel. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find InterVision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.